0: This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO, 91.7 FM The Word, and today I welcome to Author's Corner, Mike Novotny, and he has written the book Taboo, which is published by Time of Grace, and he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Mike. He is... An author, pastor, and speaker who holds a Master of Divinity from Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary and a Doctor of Ministry from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. He's also the lead speaker for Time of Grace, a global media ministry that is committed to ensuring that God's grace, His love, glory, and power is accessible around the world. So Mike, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me back, Roberta.
0: Well, you have written a number of books. Would you say this one was uh, one of your more challenging books to write? (laughs) Yes,
1: that is the understatement of the hour. (laughs) Yeah, so Taboo is 29 chapters of all the stuff that Christians don't talk a lot about, even though we're dealing with it. Um, Things like race and politics and pornography and sex and sexual orientation, divorce, marital intimacy, depression, anxiety, suicide, um, alcohol, and a dozen other things. So I always say the book should come with a stick of deodorant (laughs) because you need to to be prepared to read it.
0: And so why did you feel it was important to write this book at this time?
1: Yeah, Um, it actually comes out of my own story. So um, as I was growing up as a young Christian, I was super dedicated to my faith. I was in every Sunday kind of teenager going to church every day into the Bible. And yet at the same time, Ah, uh, there was something taboo that I wasn't talking about, um, particularly my addiction to pornography. Mm. And you know, I was going to church and i was I was repenting, and I was sorry and I was weeping. But I you know I never really turned the corner and kind of broke from the chains of that terrible, sinful habit until I talked about what was taboo. Mm. And when I reached out, um that's when I really saw some change in my life. that that's when I was assured that I was forgiven, even though I was struggling so much with sin. And kind of what I experienced, I really realized that as a a pastor, too, that even though these things are awkward and uncomfortable, when we don't talk about them, whether it's parents with our kids or in our small groups at church or in our Christian relationships or as a congregation, Mm -hmm. um, there's so many people who don't know where to start, and they kind of get stuck. And they might question if they're forgiven. They might just repeat the same old habits. They might have... Um, questions about the Bible that are never really answered. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that any of this stuff is easy or comfortable, but on the other right. side of that awkwardness, I really experience there's some really profound blessings.
0: Amen. And in your book, you make the statement that not talking about tough subjects stifles spiritual growth. And and I can certainly see where that would be because it just kind of holds you down, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it really does. And And the blessing is, um, I've noticed, you know, all these chapters in the book are actually messages that I preached at my local church. And what I found time and time and time again is that if, <laughs> if I could find the courage, by the grace of God, to talk about that thing, mm-hmm. people would start talking back. Mm. So I had been pastoring people sometimes for years, but they never told me about the abortion they had mm. when they were 22 or the abuse they suffered as a kid. Well, the fact that they were thinking about getting divorced and not staying with their spouse and until the conversation was started in a way that was biblical and true and compassionate and full of grace.
0: So your ministry, A Time of Grace, obviously the word grace is very important um, in dealing with taboo subjects, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, We try to, to imitate that description of Jesus in John chapter 1, where it said he came from the Father full of of grace and truth. So, you know, we don't want to water down the truth for a second, just for the sake of being gracious or kind. Okay, um, We believe in obedience and holiness, that the Word of God is living and active and true. Uh, we're calling people to repentance, teaching them good doctrine. We want to be full of that, full of truth, like Jesus, and at the same time, to be able to have as much grace, as much of a gospel emphasis, um, dripping with forgiveness, that you and I are going to struggle with all all kinds of things that might be embarrassing or shameful, but the cross of Jesus is sufficient to forgive us and make us right with God. Mm-hmm. So that's our goal. It's a tough tension. People tend to be really truthful, but not very kind or super kind, mm-hmm. and sometimes not so truthful and, and, and forthright. So we're trying to do both. <laughs> God help us do it, because that's our goal.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, so do you offer suggestions in the book about how to start some of these challenging conversations?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to not just talk about these issues, but kind of model a certain spirit. So my um, my final project for my doctorate was called How to Preach on Pornography. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of thought of that specifically. You know, <laughs> here's a really sensitive topic. you got church with all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like, h- how does a Christian address this in a way that's winsome and persuasive? And I think what I came up with as kind of a formula to follow, and I think this would apply to Christian friends and parents and grandparents, is to to verbalize an issue and then to talk about it in such a way that makes it safe to talk back. So, for example, if I'm in church and I say, I want to talk to you today about pornography.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I know that's really uncomfortable, but I just read a survey that says you know, X percentage of Christian men who love Jesus mm-hmm. struggle with this temptation? And Y percentage of women, and, and this might be you, might maybe the person sitting next to you. It, it might be your son or your best friend. So, okay, everyone, I know this is uncomfortable, <laughs> and you're, you're sweating a bit right now, but for the sake of love and the God who loves us, mm-hmm. let's talk about this today. So I'm trying to kind of create this environment, mm-hmm. whether it's through my own story or through statistics or through scriptures, that let people know, as uncomfortable as it is, This is a place where Jesus is going to show up. There's going to be lots of forgiveness, lots of grace, lots of open scripture. I hope that kind of sets the tone for a healthy conversation.
0: Well, we're going to talk some more with Mike Novotny in just a moment. Let me remind the listener I'm talking with him about his book, Taboo, and published by Time of Grace. You're listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. I'm certain that in our cancel culture uh, society that we have today that some people, if you bring up a difficult topic, they're basically just going to shut you out. Um, How do you help our readers of your book to uh, learn more about how to overcome that?
1: Yeah, yeah. We do live in a time, right, when (laughs) a certain issue comes up and everyone runs to their corner and gets really aggressive. I find the the advice or the commandment that James gives in James chapter one to be helpful. Um, It says everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. So let's say uh, we're talking about gender, for example, and, uh, you know, I bring up the subject and it gets really intense, really fast, about transgender youth and Mm -hmm. rates of suicide and discrimination and uh, transphobic people. um, I think if I'm quick to listen, instead of just grabbing my Bible and, you know, start swinging with Bible passages if I say, yeah, yeah this is really a, an emotional topic. So t- tell me what you believe about it and, and where your beliefs come from. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let me explore a little bit, because a lot of people have never thought that through. Like, okay, okay here's what I believe, but wh- why do I believe that? Where did that come mm-hmm. from? How did I believe A instead of B? And I think if we show a little bit of patience and kindness and respect, um, God tends to open doors that would probably stay shut and locked if we had come out with guns blazing uh, with chapter and verse. Huh. I'm not saying that's a, a magic bullet that will persuade everyone, mm-hmm. but I think it gets the, you know, it just calms the blood pressure down, mm-hmm. and we actually get to g- good dialogue where, I don't know, maybe you put a pebble in someone's shoe that makes them think, huh, I believe this, but I, I don't want really to have a good basis for believing this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And hopefully they'll ask you the question back, okay, well, why do you believe what you believe? Ah, now I can grab my Bible and hopefully have a, a good, healthy conversation.
0: Yeah, listening to the other person in the conversation goes a long way to being able to express um, our beliefs, doesn't it?
1: it? It does. And while, Roberta, this isn't easy, because if you spend any time on the Internet, the comment section is not famous for James 1 kind of listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a chance to drop a bomb and drop mm-hmm. a mic and make your point. So I, I think as Christians, we want to stay above the fray. It's really a, a dark conversational world and if we can come in with this kind of james one kindness and selflessness i think it's going to shine brightly and people are going to notice it
0: Mm -hmm. well being a pastor yourself and you've already mentioned that the book is compiled basically from sermons that you've preached um what would you say to the pastors out there that feel very um well, obviously uncomfortable, but we got to get past that. But pastors that don't bother to address these issues at all from the pulpit.
1: Yeah, I think every pastor I've met is really concerned with how American culture is changing, mm-hmm. and and I think it's not just pastors; lots of us are, right? Um my my statement would be whether or not you talk about sexual intimacy or sexual orientation or suicide or depression. The world is preaching that mm-hmm. sermon a hundred times a day, right? And so I, I can empathize, man. I've I've been in some of those nervous situations where I think, "What am I doing right now? <laughs> Please, God, say, you know, give me the wisdom and give me mm-hmm. the word." But you know, not talking about that on Sunday does not equip people for Monday, right? They're going to hear some sermon. The, the world and the enemy is preaching constantly, so. You know, maybe God has called us for such a time as this, uh, with courage and with humility, uh, being full of grace and truth, that that we can get at least one biblical sermon that points people back to Jesus. Because, wow, God's people in this culture desperately need it.
0: Okay, Mike, this book is obviously a good resources for a lot of people. But if there was one specific person or group of people that you think this book would be especially helpful for, who would that be?
1: Yeah. You know, as an author, you always want everyone to read the book. There's some, sure. there's some benefit, you hope. But I'm especially thinking, um, I have two teenage daughters, and I was thinking about those young men and women who are about to leave home and go off to college this mm-hmm. fall. Um, you know, maybe they grew up in a really good Christian environment, good church, good pastor, good mm-hmm. parents, good friends. But now they're going far from home. They're going to be disconnected from that. And, and maybe for the first time they're really going to be face-to-face with some of these taboo issues. hmm Uh, maybe they're going to get drunk for the first time or lose their virginity or have a transgender professor be challenged with politics or views of abortion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, I was just picturing, you know, someone comes home with these big questions or maybe a lot of shame, they sit in their dorm room bunk, and if they could just see this book um, with a really concise, scriptural-focused, Jesus-centric message, and they could open to that chapter and find just a good, you know, Holy Spirit-led resource, man, that that would mean the world to me. Mm -hmm. So, as I'm getting ready for graduation season, thinking about what, what what gift am I going to give this person when I go to the party, I think I'm going to grab a couple of copies of Taboo, and uh, write a special note and pray that God would use it mm-hmm. to keep people close to Jesus.
0: Amen, amen. Well, and one of the things you say in the beginning of your book is this is not necessarily a read from the beginning to the end kind of book, but that people can jump right into the chapter that um, is is concerning them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it ended up being over 300 pages. But if you're not a reader, don't panic. Um, (laughs) They're just little snippets where I dive into each of these separate topics. So yeah, you certainly can read it cover to cover. But I see it more of like a one stop resource when you're facing something really difficult.
0: So one more time, the book today is called Taboo, and it's written by Mike Novotny, and we certainly thank Time of Grace for providing a copy of the book to talk about. So, Mike, why don't you tell our listeners how they can find out more about this book and others that you've written?
1: Yeah, so just uh, jump on Amazon is the best place to find the book. I will warn you, if you just type in Taboo in an Amazon search bar, you might get some steamy romance novels with uh, men with Six packs and their shirts off on the cover. So, <laughs> if you put a taboo, Pastor Mike, you should avoid that, and hopefully, you can find a copy of the book.
0: All righty. So, one more time, the book is "Taboo," written by Mike Novotny, and we do thank Time of Grace for providing this book. And Mike, thank you so much for being with us and our listeners on KNEO.
1: Thank you so much, Roberta
0: And to the listener, thank you for tuning in. And if you missed any part of today's interview, or would just like to hear it again. You can find it now on your favorite podcast platform or through KNEO.org. I'm Roberta Foster on The Authors Corner. Join me again next time.
1: Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God kne entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere, through our website. Go to kneo.org podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs, so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And... All these resources are absolutely free. KNO's mission is to get God's word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started.